Well, the title of my message on this Easter Sunday is A Sunday Evening Sermon from Jesus. Today, as we look at the resurrection, we're going to be basing ourselves in John chapter 20. And I just want to read verse 19 to us. It says, That Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly, Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. You know, resurrection morning was the the greatest morning in human history. Not only did the natural sun rise, but the supernatural sun rose on that day. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, rose and conquered death. Death is defeated and our Saviour is alive. You know, usually on Easter, we usually talk about that Easter Sunday morning, that resurrection morning. But, you know, in all my time in being a part of church and being a follower of Jesus, I don't think I've ever heard a message about what happened on resurrection evening. I wonder, have you heard a message about what happened on that Sunday night when Jesus rose again from the dead? You know, resurrection day was an incredible day. It was a huge day. It shaked and changed our our planet forever. It changed history forever. But you know, resurrection night was just as important to humanity, but also to Jesus' disciples as well. Now, I'm afraid if Jesus turned up on a Sunday night to, to even our church or many churches, then I'm afraid that Jesus would probably find a closed door. The Sunday night service doesn't happen anymore. It's not as popular as it once was. It's it's slowly fading out of church life. Now, I grew up in a time when the Sunday night service was the best attended service. Everybody attended the Sunday night service. It was the service to go to because the service was less traditional than the Sunday morning service. In our Sunday morning services, we've always taken bread together, taken communion together. And we also, it's more of a teaching service, you know, where somebody teaches from the Bible and encourages us. But, you know, the Sunday night service was a little less traditional. It was more gospel preaching. It was catered more to, to people who don't know Jesus and, and to young people. You know, there, there were baptisms on a Sunday night. People had an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Saviour or people came out to get prayed for, for different needs. People were baptised in the Holy Spirit on a Sunday night. You know, the Sunday night service was a fantastic service and it was often the service where all the youth and the young people usually and primarily attended. Now, the young people used to attend our Sunday night service, not just because of the Sunday night service, but because of what came afterwards. We usually hang out afterwards on a Sunday night. We'd usually end up in McDonald's and we'd go and meet up with some of the friends from other churches and we'd head down to the beach and hang out and get up to all sorts of crazy things. And, you know, it was a great time. I used to love coming along to the Sunday night service just because of what happened afterwards you know those mcdonald's were fantastic but you know the sunday night services were usually more laid back it was more casual for for those who attended church and you know there was more freedom there was a greater expectation to see god move and to see non-christians those who don't know jesus come in alone but as i've already said the unfortunately the sunday night service is becoming a bit more of a an extinct species so to speak you know there's the the sunday night service is starting to fade out of church life. Now, I'm not standing here today to to say that we need to go back to the way of doing things and that we should restart the gospel service on a Sunday night because the gospel doesn't 
isn't just kept for a Sunday night service. The gospel is to preach, be preached at all times in all services. There's nothing magical about a Sunday night service because, you know, we've seen even here as a church before COVID, before the pandemic, that our Sunday night service was really struggling and we were really decreasing in numbers. And, and now, especially after COVID, you know, I think a lot of people would find it hard to, to come back to a Sunday night service as well as a Sunday morning service. People like spending time with family and friends and preparing for the week ahead. And I get it. I totally understand it. But I'm just sharing with you today what I experienced growing up. And, you know, I want to share with you today about this Sunday night service that happened for the disciples as well. That Jesus turned up on resurrection night and he gave a very important sermon to his disciples on resurrection night. As I said, if the resurrection took place today, then Jesus would have a lot to do in the Sunday morning because the Sunday night service would be shut. But Sunday night, resurrection night, Easter Sunday night was just as important as resurrection morning, Easter Sunday morning. Jesus had an important sermon for the church and for his disciples. And just like every good preacher, Jesus, he had a three-point sermon. And the good thing about Jesus' sermon was every point was exactly the same so you couldn't forget it there was no excuses it was exactly the same point point number one peace be with you point number two peace be with you point number three peace be with you jesus has this sermon for his disciples and he repeats on three occasions to his disciples peace be with you now we see here on the easter sunday night resurrection night that jesus turns up to the house where all the disciples were but the disciples they were hiding away in this house all the doors were locked just like the doors of the churches many churches on a Sunday night but we see something incredible happen here Jesus he walks through the walls that's our supernatural God there is no barrier that can stop our God our God isn't stopped by closed doors and neither is he stopped by closed hearts and closed minds as well. The risen saviour doesn't know any barricades. He can get through anything. And we see here that Jesus wants to share an important encouragement to his disciples on this resurrection evening. He repeats three times these, this phrase, peace be with you. And it was important for the disciples to hear this. They needed to hear these words after everything that had gone on in the previous days with, with Jesus' death and now also the fact that he's alive. There was a lot of commotion. You know, the Romans were out for the disciples. So they needed to hear these words, peace be with you. Each time he said it was important, but there was a different meaning behind each of these peace be with you's. And, and the first peace be with you that Jesus says here to his disciples was to challenge his disciples to get outside of the walls that they were hiding behind, to get outside of the house, get outside of their meeting place. I'll read it again. John 20 verse 19 says that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. Suddenly Jesus was standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. The disciples were afraid of what had happened to Jesus they were afraid because of Jesus being tortured and crucified wrongly on the cross. He did nothing wrong, but the Jewish people had him arrested. The Romans killed him and crucified him on that cross. But you know, the disciples now, they were afraid that the same was going to happen to them. 
Everybody knew that this group of people were the followers of Jesus. They had been with him for three and a half years. They went with him everywhere. They left everything to follow him and had been with him. And so people knew that they were his disciples. They were his students. They were his chosen people. And we can see here that the disciples, they were afraid because this had happened to their master, their rabbi, their savior, their Lord, their God. They thought the same was going to happen to them. And so they decided following what had happened, following Jesus' death on the cross, they decided they were going to hide away. They were going to lie low until things eased. However, the risen Savior, Jesus Christ, who had conquered death, Jesus, the same Savior, comes to them on resurrection night and he says to them, peace be with you. And what Jesus was trying to encourage his disciples here, he was saying to them, don't meet in this little click anymore. Don't hide anymore behind the four walls. Yes, it's frightening. Yes, there might be persecution, but don't hide anymore. He was saying to his disciples, to his followers, there is a world out there that needs to know that I am alive, that I've risen from the grave, that I've fulfilled prophecy, that I am alive. He was saying this world needs peace right now. And so don't hide away anymore. Don't stay sheltered in those four walls, but get out there and spread the greatest news of all, that Jesus was alive. He says, share this peace. You know, our world right now, our world needs the same message today. Our world is desperate for peace, peace of mind and peace of heart. Maybe you're watching this today and you are just desperate for peace. Maybe your life is in turmoil. Maybe because of personal circumstances, personal struggles, things that are going on in your home right now, things that are happening to family members, things that are going on in your workplace or your school, your university, and maybe you're watching this today and everything is a mess and you're afraid, you're scared, you're terrified about what's happening in your life, or maybe you're just scared about what's happening in our world and, you know, maybe you need that peace. You know, our world needs peace today. Our world needs peace with God and needs to experience the peace of God. And maybe that's you as well today. You need to experience peace with God. You need to know that your life is right with God, that when you die, you'd spend an eternity with him. You need peace with God. You're desperate to experience the peace from God as well. And you know, people around us are desperate for it, and they won't know about this peace, and they can't experience this peace unless somebody tells them. You know, the Bible says that how beautiful are the, those who share this message of peace. How great are those who spread the good news and tell people that the Prince of Peace is alive. And you know, I believe for far too long, the church is hidden behind the four walls of its building. You know, I believe there's a reminder for us on this Easter Sunday as we look at this Easter Sunday night, that the church isn't a building, it is the people of God. And we are called to go out into our world and tell people that the Prince of Peace is alive and share that peace with other people. You know, Christianity isn't meant to be lived out one day a week in just a room, but it happens in every day, in every hour, out there in the world, in the other 151 hours of the week. And I believe that just as Jesus wanted to, wanted to encourage his disciples on this Easter Sunday night, peace be with you. Don't be afraid, don't hide away anymore, but get out there and spread the good news. I believe that God wants to encourage us as well to go in peace and share the greatest news of all with our family members, with our friends, with those in our classes in school, with those in our workplaces. Let's spread the good news that Jesus is alive. We don't have to be afraid. We can experience peace with God and know the peace of God. 
the second time that Jesus says, peace be with you on this resurrection night, this resurrection sermon is in, in verse 21, when the Holy Spirit is breathed upon him. It says this, verse 21 to 23, John 20. Again, he said, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Jesus here, as he says, the second peace be with you. He was essentially saying to his followers that as you go out there and spread this good news that the Prince of Peace is alive, as you go in peace, Jesus wanted them to know that they're not on alone. They're not alone. They don't have to be afraid, but that now God was living with them, that God was living inside of them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. He said that now that you've received the Holy Spirit, you can go in peace. And you know, God wants to do the same for you and me today if we're followers of Jesus. He doesn't want us going out and being afraid to share about Jesus or going out in our own power, in our own wisdom, with our own words. But Jesus has given us the gift of his Holy Spirit to help us live this Christian life, to give us the courage and the boldness to share about Jesus in the world around us. We've got God living inside of us. God is with us. The Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is living inside you and me. And we can go in his presence to the world around us. Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Acts 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus was telling his disciples here, you're not on your own, but he says, I am going to be with you. He says, yes, I'm going to ascend into heaven, but I'm going to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit, and he's going to live inside you. God is going to be with you, teaching you, leading you, guiding you, empowering you to share about me with the world around us. And you know, Gateway Church Camry, we're a Pentecostal church. We believe in the baptism of the, of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is active today. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. And we long for this Holy Spirit within our lives. That is one of our, part of our vision as a church is that we would become a presence of God church, that we would know the Holy Spirit, that we wouldn't be a Holy Spirit church just by name, but we would be by experience. Every person filled with, moving and led by the Holy Spirit. God hasn't left us on, his, on our own as the people of God. God hasn't left you on your own today, but he has sent his Spirit. And you can open up your life and you can ask God, God, fill me with your Holy Spirit. May I know with you, you with me. Make that your prayer, even on this Easter Sunday. So God was saying, the peace be with you. And he breathed on them and he's saying, look, you don't have to go on your own, but I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to fill you. And finally, number three, the third peace be with you is in verse 26. And it's, it's pretty amazing, actually. This peace be with you actually came eight days after Easter Sunday came days, eight days after Resurrection Sunday. John 20 verse 26 says this. Eight days later, the disciples were together again. And this time, Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. Peace 
be with you, he said. Obviously, the disciples hadn't learned their lesson. They were still locking the doors, but, but Jesus doesn't care. He gets through that. He bypasses that. He, he, does, he isn't hindered by that barricade. And Jesus comes again, once again, with this message, peace be with you. But you know, the, this time when he said, peace be with you, it wasn't for the collective group of disciples, but it was actually for one person. It was for one of Jesus' disciples who wasn't there on Easter Sunday night, on resurrection night. It was for Thomas. You know, verse 21 says that, that Thomas or, or Didymus, he wasn't there on Easter Sunday. And so Jesus came eight days later to share this message once again, to share these same words. But you might be wondering why. Why did he come back just for this one guy? It's Thomas's fault that he wasn't there. So tough luck, he missed out. You know, we're not going to just have a, another special Sunday service just for, for one person. So, so why on earth does Jesus turn up again with the same message just for one man? Well, it was because Thomas needed to hear it. Thomas needed this word. He needed to see Jesus and he needed this word from Jesus because Thomas, he doubted that Jesus was alive. He doubted the fact that Jesus had risen from the grave. This, this is where this poor guy gets his label from, doubting Thomas. But we see something incredible happening here eight days later. Thomas, I'm sure, thought that he had blown it. He thought that he'd messed up. I'm sure he thought that he'd missed Jesus. He'd missed God and, and he thought he'd, he'd just failed and that was it. He was done and that was it. He was going to be doubting Thomas forever. His faith was ruined. His life was over with. But just when he thought that everything was over, Jesus shows up again. And Jesus Hugh, comes again with a special message for Thomas saying, peace be with you, Thomas. I am alive. You know, it's important for us to know that Jesus came and he died for the whole world. But it's also amazing and incredible to know that Jesus just died for you as well. He died for me. As it's been said before, if you were the only person alive, Jesus still would have come and died in your place, took the punishment for your sins. He still would have done it because of his love for you and me. Christianity isn't just about a big group, but it's personal for each and every one of us. God invites us into an individual personal relationship with himself. That's the incredible thing about Christianity. Jesus died and rose again for you. He did it for me. He did it for Thomas and the whosoever. He did it for us. And Jesus wanted to add this third point to his message just for Thomas. And he comes along and says, peace be with you. And what was the result of this message just for Thomas? How did Thomas respond? Well, John 20 verse 27 to 29 says this. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. Thomas replies then, my Lord and my God, Thomas exclaimed. Then Jesus told him, you believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. We see here Thomas's life in an instant is forever changed. He sees the resurrected Jesus. It's the same Jesus that he followed for three and a half years. He's the same Jesus. He puts his fingers in, his, in the nail prints in his hands where, where the nails were on the cross. He puts his finger where the wounds were in his side, where the spear went. He, it's, the, it's the same Jesus, but he is now alive. He's no longer dead. He is 
alive. He is forever. Thomas is forever changed by our living Savior. And in this moment, doubting Thomas went to believe in Thomas. And you and I can as well. That's, this message of peace be with you isn't just for the church. It isn't just an encouragement that God is with us, but it's for you as well. This resurrection message, this message, this whole message of Christianity isn't just for a massive group of people, but it's also for you and me. It's for everyone and you and me. Thomas went from doubting Thomas to believing Thomas. And so as we come to a conclusion of this message on this resurrection Sunday, this Easter Sunday, you know, resurrection night, it doesn't get much of a mention, but it really should. It was an important night. And those words that Jesus spoke on Easter Sunday night, he wants to say to you and me today, peace be with you.